77 WABC. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. on your Friday morning before I get to uh, Curtis. Pete Morgan is in studio. He's got to go to Pennsylvania shortly. So, But he was in town last night because our hockey Rangers won their sixth consecutive game. They've now moved ahead of the Florida Panthers. Sole possession of the two-spot, I believe, inside the Eastern Conference. I believe just one point behind Boston. I'm not sure if the Bruins played last night. So the Rangers are flirting with the top seed in the East. They've had a great year. They got off to a tremendous start. They were like 16-4. and four. Then they had a rough stretch for about 20 games. And now they're back playing great hockey. So you saw seven goals last night. Yeah. How fun was that? Oh, it was a great night. Kreider had the hat trick, right? Hat trick. A lot of fun. Takapina was going crazy over there. Oh, he was six. there? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so it was fun. And Do you guys see each other inside the arena, or you just text each other while you're in well, the arena? Well, we text, depending where I'm sitting. You go say hello to him? Or? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he's in that, um, he gives us tickets in that yeah. section. Like yeah, free food really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, nice setup. <laughs> yeah. I was in there last week, and uh, it's a great setup. So what do you think about uh, making plans now? Mm. Peerless Boilers yeah. brings you sitting friends in the morning live from Super Bowl 59 in New Orleans, Louisiana. We've been talking about this for how many years? Years. You know, Florida, even, for God's sake. Well, so. you know, it's funny. I covered one Super Bowl from Florida. The guys that you met in my yeah. studios, yeah, yeah. Z-Mac, Langell. Sure, sure. Great guys. And um, it was in New Orleans, and it was the Ravens and the 49ers. It was Joe Flacco beating Colin Kaepernick, and it was a blast. Had a great time. And that was the last time I was in New Orleans. But uh, it's almost eight, nine years ago already. Mm. So we uh, we need to do it again? Yeah. You ready to go? Absolutely. I mean, the Giants are not going to be there, bro. Easy now, certainly. Who's the quarterback for the Giants this year? Dan Jones. Oh, stop it. See, that's a big issue. When we don't even know who the quarterback is going to be. Right. That's a big issue. What we do know is that you won't get in as much trouble in New Orleans as you would 20 years ago. Oh, that's, so that's a good thing. What, 20 years ago? 10 years well, ago. Well, true that. <laughs> I Bail, true that. Bailing your sorry ass out. Yeah. The, the highlight of that trip was actually, we did the show from the conference center, and some unnamed NFL Hall of Famer went into the bathroom, but didn't make it, and actually made duty all over the bathroom floor. So the poor guy, the custodian, the, the ja- whatever you call that guy, who had to clean up the bathroom, he had to uh, clean up the whole thing. Some NFL Hall of Famer's duty all over the floor. So you have to understand, at that Super Bowl, I had Tim McGraw live on the air. I had um, all these incredible Hall of Fame football players. I had Montana. I even had Colin Coward live on the show. There you go. But my best guest of all that week was that guy, the bathroom custodian, who went on to explain to me (laughs) that not only you have to clean up the duty, but he said, and I quote, that the man left his... His, uh, uh, what do you call that? Not underwear with, uh, with the, with the food on it. Oh, his food. Fruit of the loom. Yeah. Fruit of the looms, yeah. 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 So he go, I left the fruit on the loom underwear on the floor with the duty inside it. Oh my God. <laughs> it was, and Mark Eisenberg actually wrote a song about the whole thing, which we used for years as kind of a, uh, you know, a, a comedy thing on the show. And it was just unbelievable. Wow. 
You well, remember that? That whole thing with the whole bathroom I attendant? Do, I do uh, a little bit. But, yeah, it's you know, great. Who wants to think about that? <laughs> you can see that out on the street in some of these neighborhoods. Here, right here. <laughs> oh, so, hey. oh uh, let me let me pimp off that. Jacksonville, remember Super Bowl? I was there for that. Eagles and Patriots. Right, right after 9-11. That was, uh, you know who I went to Super Bowl for that? It was me and Matt Meany. I was doing the midday show with Jody McDonald at the fan the year before we brought Beningo in. Wasn't Matt Meany, Matt Deutsch? Not Matt Deutsch, excuse me, exactly. And that was a Super Bowl where uh, Donovan McNabb threw up, supposedly, in the fourth quarter, in the pissing off Terrell Owens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that was also where you had to stay on ocean liners. They didn't have enough hotel That's rooms. right. And yeah. the turlets in the brand-new stadium were backed up. That's yeah. true. Yeah. The turlets. That's right. Brand-new stadium. You know, that guy Khan yeah. owns the yeah. team, you know, with the mustache. Yes. My name is Khan. Very well, good. Well, make the freaking turlets work. <laughs> That's true. No, this ain't coming back from another Super Bowl in Jacksonville <laughs> no, anytime soon. That, that was the only one. Uh, that is the uh, the great Curtis Sliwa, the icon, the legend, 45 years now, Guardian Angels. Does a great job on the Rip and Read. Noon every weekday afternoon, hosting overnight weekends. And a tremendous job with me every weekday. So I want you to know, I started the show. Hold on a second. Yeah. While we have Pete Morgan here. Yeah. You're talking Madison Square Garden, you, Joe Tacopina. Big story, New York Post today. Expect future weed sales there. Selling weed oh, no. at Madison Square Garden. Take care of your bud tender. <laughs> what the hell is going on? That's not good. Yeah. Really? It, what, like inside the exclusive story? The arena? In Madison Square Garden may be forced to sell weed. Oh, it's disgusting. By the state. When it you walk disgusting. outside, you get a contact high right out front of 7th Avenue. It's, 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 it's purple haze. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't particularly care all that much, but I do think it's dangerous for the kids. I just think it's gross. If you want to smoke weed in your house, and I never liked marijuana, as you know. I was a cocaine guy. But um, I just think the it's everywhere. You know, two or three shops on every block. And now, like Curtis is saying, in the garden, that's that's a bit much. It's gross. Can you do me a favor? Sure. Can you tell your peeps to stop rapping? Yeah, no, I want to get to that because I started the show with Dua Lipa and Elton John uh, with that song, Cold, Cold Heart, the Elton John remake. And the reason why I started with that song was was because I was made aware yesterday that these two Israeli rappers have the number one song in Israel, and it's great. And in the song, they actually ask for the murder. I understand that. Of, well, the, the audience may not know that. That's how it works, Kurt. Uh, Dua Lipa, Mia Khalifa. And Bella Hadid, they ask for the murder, so I'm going to play it. Then oh, you can go God. off. This rap Come sucks. on, give it to me, Lou. It sucks. Give it to me, Lou. Oh God. Give me the part. Just to, give me the part where they uh, talk about they want dead Khalifa, uh. Bella Hadid, and Dua Lipa. Go ahead. You heard right there. Bella Hadid, Dua Lipa, Mia Khalifa. First off, I don't understand Hebrew. Yeah. So put that aside. The <laughs> rap sucks. There hasn't been good Jewish rap since the Beastie Boys. Uh, Wait a second. What about Matis Yahoo? No. no. Uh, we were at the Fifth Avenue Synagogue with Dove Hyken and so many honoring you last uh, Saturday night. They had a rapper up on the stage who was the absolute worst. Please. Who was the Kosher Dills? He talks Gotti. He said language. It's a predominantly orthodox uh, audience. Come on. The guy you haven't yet recognized is uh, a mini Jerry Seinfeld. We still haven't named the, the name of that comedian. 40 minutes, Pete. He was brilliant. This guy was riffing. You could tell it was not, uh, you know, it was it's like, right. right? 
How come you haven't mentioned his I name? I did. Well, I don't know his name. Oh, we got to do that. But he was great. Oh, my God. Just he was so me, good. Listen, I know Joel Seidman is listening because he just said, great job, Sid and Dove. So if you can send me the name, because Curtis is right. That comedian was far and away. And the other guys were good, too. Six, you were gone already. 613, that group. But the comedian was great. So you don't like that Israeli song. You don't like it. I just didn't like the rap. Come on, man. I don't understand <laughs> Hebrew. All right. But the point, it was bad Well, do, do what Justin is doing next week. This is a true story now, Curtis and Pete. Next week, Justin is starting. You ready for this? Hebrew lessons. Is that true, Justin? Yeah, it's true. Tuesday, I'm starting. It doesn't do you any good in <laughs> Why New not? York. Why not? Yiddish. Get a job in retail. You'll learn all the Yiddish you want to know. That's where I picked up all my Curtis, Yiddish. Curtis, I have Hebrew-speaking family members, so I can go out I mean, now. Right. Come on. Nobody, no, nobody talks Hebrew here other than the <laughs> No, but, but what you need to know is more than once, Justin in, intimated to me while we're in Israel yes, yes. how much he loves Tel Aviv. That's where his aunt and uncle live. God bless him. And he loves Israel. Oh, God. I can see him with a black hat. Bang. Bang. <laughs> his future is not Lubavitcher. here. Yeah. He's going to be a world-traveling missionary for for the the Rebbe. Malcolm Schneerson. As long as I'm at this station, Justin will be here. If and when that ever comes to an end, Justin will move to now, Israel. Now, let me flip the script. Yeah. Uh, Fanny... Willis. Yeah. SWA, Sister with Attitude. How do I know that? My first wife, as you know, was a black woman, Corinne Drayton. Oh, is that your first? Yes. I thought uh, Lisa was your first wife. No, no, no. I, uh, you lose count. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I lived in Brownsville for two years. Well, I was the only white guy there. This is 74 to 76. I was born in Hegeman. You know, the main source. I'm from the Ville, never ran, never will. I was there for two years. <laughs> only white guy married. Let me tell you something. Brothers will tell you. Don't mess with the sisters. Mm -mm. SWA, sister with attitude. You better not pull no nonsense on them because they're all over you. You got a taste of that in the courtroom. It didn't matter that she was the prosecutor. She could have been a CEO. It didn't matter. Don't mess with the sisters because they will blast you. It doesn't matter where. In church, they'll blast you. They'll call you out. You got a little bit of flavor of that there, Sid Rosenberg. Let me say this to Fannie Willis, okay, and her don't you talk to me like that. Don't you yell at me. Ugh. F you, Fanny Willis. You self-entitled racist. And, yes, there are too many black people today walking around still with a chip on their shoulder because if a white person was sitting where Fanny Willis would be sitting today, they'd be thrown off the case, if not thrown in prison. Come on. So I would tell that biatch to shut her you, big, fat, you, stupid you, mouth. You enjoyed that soap opera, that novella yesterday. Oh, no, I did enjoy it. great TV? No, it was great yeah. TV, but she really is repulsive. Oh, she'll be off. She'll be off the case. Slow down. But, uh, uh, are you now, sure about yeah, this? She'll be off the case. Well, how about throwing the case out? Well, oh. you know, you know they're not going to want to do that. But yeah. let's go to the bigger battle today. Nobody better turn their radio off. 8.15. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Peter King, my man, in the ring with Sid Rosenberg. You know, we talk about this Venezuelan gang that I've been warning you about, right? From day one, when I said Cardinal Dolan was down at the Port Authority building, you know, taking photographs August 2022 with Eric Adams welcoming them. And remember I said... Hey, Cardinal, look at the guy's neck, the giraffe neck. He's got tattoos all over his neck. Some of the kids going to school have these tattoos of this Venezuelan gang. I was right about that. I was right about so much. I want to remind you that when MS-13 was a plague throughout Long Island, Nassau County and Suffolk County, uh, Central Islip, Brentwood, you know who stood with the guardian angels there? 
Peter King against him. You know who brought in Donald Trump and then Jeff Sessions, the uh, attorney general, to crack down on MS-13? Peter King. It's the same day that Rinse Out Previous got fired in D.C. and the president took Air Force One into Long Island and dealt with that mess because of Peter King. Don't forget that. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. This is all very beautiful, okay? But I... As, 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 maybe I'm just, maybe I've lost it, but. Well, remember, I've had a love-hate relationship with Peter King. No, 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 you've had a hate relationship outside of the last two days. And then even yesterday, you turned the script again and blamed Peter King for buddying up to Tom Swazi. So where was all no, this? No, no, no. I said Swazi was brilliant by putting Peter King on his <laughs> yeah, literature right, to say, right. I work in a bipartisan way. So why did it take almost 13 months you to say something nice about Peter King. Listen, months. I I just wanted to do the preview here, the preliminary. I'm going to leave the main event to you. Don't go anywhere. Don't leave your radio. Listen, if you miss it for any reason, you got to get it on podcast. Peter King versus Sid Rosenberg, it's 815. Not, it's not versus me because I love Peter. Unlike you, I say nice things about Peter all the time. I didn't wait 13 months. Uh, I have been somewhat critical of the choice. It wasn't just Peter's choice. Well, you know what the real battle is? It ain't Pete versus Sid. It's going to turn into, you ready? Pete versus Vicky. And well, I'll tell you she's why. She's my friend, Vicky. Yeah, hold my off. Friend you hold off. Hold off. Because well, I'm not going to play it. Now, I'm going to play it with Pete. All right. All right. But Vicky Paladino on this show yesterday placed the blame squarely on Cairo, King, and the whole Long Island All right. operation. All right. Look. You know she's my friend. I'll have a conversation. I love her too, but she did what she did. And I want to hear what Peter King says. But first, more important than all of that, all of that, we are in danger. You remember I warned you about Floyd Menefield. I warned you about this Venezuelan gang. This was August of 2022. The gang is here. They're operating. They have a pipeline down to Florida where they send all their stolen goods and credit card fraud, which they send to uh, Lima in Peru, to Santiago in Chile, to Bogota in Colombia. This Venezuelan gang is sophisticated. We let them in. So what does Kathy Crimewave Holcomb say? Well, we'll have the National Guard check to see if they have tattoos when they enter the Roosevelt Hotel. Too late. Should have been checked at the border. I said that back in August of 2022. Didn't I say that? You did say that. And now, the biggest fear of all. Listen to what the mayor said at his press conference about how he is not permitted to work with ICE. Well, we're not allowed to. Uh, city Council law uh, prevents us um, for using city resources uh, to coordinate with ICE around immigration issues, and we're going to follow, follow the law. Pete Morgan, Sid Rosenberg, our entire audience, there are two million terrorists on the watch list. Terrorists, people who want to do us harm. ICE has the list. The city of New York cannot plug into that computer. As good as New York City Police Department intel is, and it's very good, they cannot do it alone. They don't have the resources of ICE. ICE is a federal agency that was put into place after 9-11 to make sure it didn't happen again. And they risk their life each and every day. You know within this group that has come across the border, that has been welcomed in Andale, Andale, Catholic Charities, puts them on a bus, give them Target gift certificates. We put them up in hotels. Many of them are from countries where there are active ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Hezbollah, and Hamas units. 
and they're right now, you know they're plotting, but they're not the ones loud and fighting cops. Remember the Al-Qaeda playbook was of Osama bin Laden, blend in. Smoke weed, drink, don't go to mosque, act like you're Americanized, fly under the radar screen, you know damn well they learned their lessons well. And some guy, uh, Ahmed, in some cave in Yemen or Afghanistan, who lost family members, right, that we just annihilated, wants a blood feud, a revenge. And we let them all in. I want you to pay attention. We don't know who these people are. Eddie Caban, the police commissioner, last week said... Don't know who these people are. We have no paperwork on them. We have no photos. There's no social net networking. Wake up, New York. They're going to hit us a third time. I was right about Floyd Benefield. I was right about this Venezuelan treacherous gang. Nobody listen. If you don't listen to me now, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, Hamas, Hezbollah, they're right here sitting this morning having their schmear on the bagel with bacon to make sure that they fly under the radar screen. It happened once in 92. It happened 9-11. And now they want to run the table on us. Don't say you didn't hear it from me. I'm your Nostradamus of WABC.